to the ether today is monday november 28th 2022 today on the ether episode 11 of the page dow show with epic dylan riona morgan and cd vagabond let's take a listen hello hello everyone riona morgan here hello hello hey gm riona how you doing Good, good. How are you? It's so nice to hear your voice. I know. It's only been like two weeks, but it feels like it's been two months. Time really does move different in the NFT space or the, <laughs> the, the crypto space. It does. Definitely. Definitely. And here I see Dylan joining us. This is amazing. Nice. How was your Thanksgiving? Oh, oh it was so good. It was so good. Lots of, of course, you guys know that I was out traveling. I went to New York City to visit my daughter and then came back. And then the next day was Thanksgiving. So it was a little crazy. Oh, my God. I love New York. What a, what a great city. Yeah, it is. It's so wonderful. And I've been there so many times now that I'm really kind of, I feel like I'm like a New Yorker a little. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little bit how I feel when I'm there. Like I walk around and I sort of like have the vibe, you know, I yell at people to get in my way. Uh, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that is funny. That is funny. Yeah, it's funny too, because like in New York, when you yell at somebody or like you you scold someone, it's not like... Uh, it's not like it is in Hawaii or the West Coast, you know, where if you do that, it's like, oh, my God, what are they doing? It's more just like, oh, hey, they're, they're like, oh, OK, you got a problem. You let me know. It's done. Right. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, the I'm trying to get Dylan to to join me here. I, he, he keeps, I think, sending an invite and I keep sending an invite. And but I think I think we got him now. There he is. Am I still rugged, everybody? No, you're here. I hear you. I hear you. All right. <laughs> well, that's what I'm thankful for this uh, post-Thanksgiving uh, Monday here, Cyber Monday. Oh, man. How are y'all? Excellent. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it, it's really nice to be back, actually. It's, it's actually a little bit of a gray day here in Hawaii. Um, I'm not on the island where the volcano is erupting, but, um, but we do have some, like, flooding that's supposed to come and uh, but it's still beautiful i feel so blessed you know you have a volcano erupting we do the biggest um, volcano in the more. world <laughs> yeah so uh, mauna loa the biggest volcano in the world has come active again for the first time in <gasps> 40 years and um it's not on the island that i live on but um but it's pretty exciting and it's always always pretty cool hopefully it will stay contained and not wipe out people's houses or stuff like that yes, but of course of course, of course. So if, if we were to suddenly show up at your house, <laughs> we could go see the volcano. Is that what you're telling me? No, no, no. We'd have to go to a different island. So we'd have to catch a flight to the big island and then uh, and uh-huh. then we could go see it. But then from my house, from, from my house, you can't see it at all. Okay. 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 
Well, I'm glad you're safe. That's good. <laughs> and um, I snuck an invitation to Hawaii in there and, and you didn't decline it. So that's good. No way. You're always welcome for sure. I, I as a matter of fact, uh, yeah, you're always welcome. So they'll never decline Excellent. an invitation. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> well, uh, Dylan, tell us, tell us, how was your break? No, oh, it's been baby, pretty relaxing. Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. The main thing I've been doing is uh, trying to put nightly drafts of a governance proposal uh, together for us, and uh, spending some time with my family and all that good stuff as well. So it's been a good break. How's your been? Yeah, good, good. I was just telling CD that I I flew to New York to spend a week with my daughter. She turned twenty. Ooh. Yay! Getting old. I know. She's. I know. I know. <laughs> my my nieces are eleven and twelve, and they just make me feel ancient <laughs> to be around. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. I know. It's just crazy. I'm like, I hardly feel twenty. How can you be twenty? But she is, and she's actually going to school to be a professional stage manager. And I got to see a show that she was managing there on Broadway. So that was amazing. It's amazing. She's it's amazing. Like, um, <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. I just, you know, she has this beautiful life and, and she's such a beautiful person. And, and I'm just like, wow, <laughs> all these people who she knows, like JK Simmons went to opening night and I'm like, what? <laughs> Did you get to meet him? No, I, I didn't go to opening night. I was oh, on the okay. airplane. <laughs> yeah he's like one of my favorite uh like understated actors you know like yeah. i think really really underappreciated but man his roles are always so good he is he is and um, i have i have met him previously he did go to he did grow up in missoula and so he comes back pretty often to um do graduation speeches and things like that because he did his family was part of the university of montana here and so um yeah in fact we were on my son was graduating with his undergraduate degree and jk simmons rode by us on his bicycle and stopped and chatted with us a little bit so crazy Yeah, 20-year-old daughter. My my 11-year-old daughter and I were in New York um, over the summer. We went to Broadway. And uh, just the other day, like, she's growing up quick. Like, we're we're just hanging out and, like, you know, talking about stuff. And, and she dropped an F-bomb. And I was like, I was like what? <laughs> you know, I was like, I was like, hey, you can't do that. And she was like, oh, sorry, I, I didn't mean to. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. You know something's up when it's automatic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. I, I don't know. I sort of think she was like testing the waters to see if yeah. it was like if she could get away with it. Yeah. Um, and uh, and she didn't. So that's yeah. that's the yeah. good news. That's good. I like good. I like f bombs personally, but you have to pick <laughs> where you're going to throw them, right? Exactly. 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 Well, should we get the space going, you guys? Should we introduce ourselves and and get going here? I see. Let's do it. All right. All right. Well, Dylan, how about you do the introductions for Paige Dow and then introduce yourself and then we'll just go along. All right, everybody. Well, uh, 
Yeah, we, we got a good uh, show for you today. This is the Page Dow Show, and it's brought to you by Rihanna Morgan, CD Vagabond, and myself, Epic Dylan. Uh, we represent the Page Dow, and we're all members of the Page Dow, and we've all been working on the Page Dow for a little while now. And what the Page Dow is, is at heart basically an organization that thinks that it's a good idea to build open source technology to allow. Uh, self-publishing to be a thing that people can come to Web3 and do easily, um, even though it's a new internet. So uh, it's been a pretty wild journey so far. Uh, very little of it has been particularly easy, but uh, actually I'll just go ahead and slip on into my own introduction here because, you know, uh, <laughs> there's an old saying, uh, if, it, if it's worth doing, it's probably not going to be easy to do or something to that effect. And And so I've been studying philosophy and doing all these different uh, hard things that were not all that rewarding for uh, most of my life thus far. And so this is fairly natural for me. And uh, I don't know, I, I think it's really important and I think it's a good idea. And uh, so, so I'm glad to be here and I'm happy to be uh, building in this direction with, uh, with both of my co-hosts. Uh, CD, I guess, are you next? Cool. Yeah, I'm uh, CD Vagabond. I live in Hawaii, but not next to the volcano. Um, but very lucky, I'm the publisher and founder of Vagabond Magazine, the editor uh, as well. And uh, we have a new issue that's come out that I'll talk about a little bit later that I'm just like, every issue gets better and better. And I just feel so blessed to be like working with the writers that I'm working with and to be working with the like the Web3 people that I'm working with. Uh, I'm, I'm a storyteller. That's my MO. And that's what I've been doing my whole life. And uh, it's what I continue to do with Web3. And I, I feel like Web3 is this huge opportunity for storytellers to actually become empowered, which is something that they used to be. And I think that we can be again. So that's why I'm here. That's why I love Web3. And PageDAO is a big part of that. So I'm super stoked to be here. But let's hear from our friend, Riona. Hello, hello. This is Rihanna Morgan. And I'm talking through the PageDAO host today and not through myself, um, but I'm up there as a speaker. So if you ever have any questions or anything, you can jump on over and, and ask me or spend time with me or or whatever it is that you'd like. I'm very passionate about um, helping writers transition from Web 2 to Web 3. And Page Dow is a beautiful, wonderful space to do that. It's very open, very welcoming, and I am so honored to be able to be here with Dylan and CD. And um, so let's see. I guess I'm. I was a traditionally published author. Um, some of my works are still housed at Simon and Schuster. Um, but I am both feet, both feet, both hands, everything. Everything is transitioning to Web3, and I'm so excited about it. And I've been a writer for a very long time. And I can tell you in the last six months that I've never written as much as I have in the last six months, ever. And it's so exciting. And I know that anything that I write or any 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 inspiration that I have and I put pen to paper, it's going to go somewhere. It's going to find a home. And and um, it's so, so thrilling, so thrilling. And so I can't even tell you how excited I am to be here with all of you and and looking to the new year and looking, looking forward and thinking, where are we going to be in six months? And and it's going to be amazing. And um, I'm not clairvoyant, but I, I believe it wholeheartedly. So I'm so glad that that 
um, I'm here with you and on welcoming everybody into this space. All right. Well, folks, I, I have a couple of page style updates for you this week. Uh, but one of the things that we're going to be doing um, is actually kind of changing up the format of the show a little bit. So I think the best thing for me to do with style updates is kind of kick those back um, just a little bit. And basically, I think the last half hour or so of the show here on the spaces um we're, we're going to introduce principle one uh which is from our new governance doc that we've been kind of drafting um and that we want to drive some engagement to and and so if you're uh, listening to this later if you're listening to this now um it, it's going to be pretty important for us for about the next month um to really be putting some effort into the governance uh so that we get that right because that, that's one of the things that we need to um, kind of do to show to the greater communities that, you know, we actually are capable of organizing this thing and making it work the way that we say we want to. Uh, so with, with, without too much, because uh, it's been pretty much a week off, so there's not all that much uh, little stuff kind of going on around the page stuff for us to, to chat about. Um, so, so I'm going to go ahead and kick it all the way on over to CD. Cool. Hey, um, I can't wait to get into that stuff, uh, but I'm also really excited to tell you guys about the forthcoming issue of Vagabond Magazine. Uh, here's the, uh, okay, here's here's the teaser. I actually, or I guess I'm, I'm spoiling it, but uh, I, I published early this time. I wanted to give the writers a chance to read it. I wanted to make sure that uh, everything was happening. So Vagabond issue, Vagabond Magazine issue number nine is on OpenSea, you can buy it through Readme Books. Uh, there are about 20 issues for sale, and it is our best issue yet. Um, the cover I made with the assistance of some AI, and it I think the cover turned out good. But what I'm really excited about is what's inside. I mean, I this issue was so great. Um, I got to talk with one of my favorite artists, someone who I came up through Web3 and NFTs with, and who I've watched his work like just blossom. So Pokemon Dundee, I uh, I did an interview with him and got to share a lot of his work in there, which his work is amazing. It's really, it's so emotionally resonant. And then there's some, some just super articles. Riona Morgan, uh, you did an amazing uh, interview and conversation with Mythic North, uh, which I'll let you talk about that, or you could read it actually if you want to go read uh, read it on in Vagabond issue number nine. And I should say that uh, that's the final issue for the year. So volume one is complete. We did nine issues of Vagabond magazine in 2022, which is the year that we started. I'm so stoked on it. I, I think we we might do ten issues in 2022 three um but yeah things are things are just going great there's um and one of the articles in there was by sylvie Bax, who's a regular contributor and she's talking about it's a super powerful article it's art as political farce so it's a little bit of a departure from the the tones and topics that we've taken in the past but really good we got to introduce the tokyo rebels who are one of the biggest comeback stories in all of web3 communities that got rugged and like the community came together and totally built it back a super inspiring web3 story of motivation comeback drama um and really there's a lot in there even my the mystic mutant uh, uh, 
Mutant Ape. Uh, she's doing predictions for 2023 in there. So if you want to see what the future holds, you know, I don't know if you should take advice from an ape or not, but it's there if you want to. There is a lot there. So go to OpenSea, look up Read Me Books, find Vagabond Magazine, uh, issue number nine, and you can read it for free, of course, on OpenSea, uh, on Vagabond.com, also on IPFS. But if you want to support the magazine and support everything that we're trying to do by giving emerging writers a voice, established writers a chance to put themselves into Web3, and also artists and topics then buy an issue and support what we're doing. And on that topic, I should also say that this is the first issue of Vagabond Magazine where we actually sold a piece of advertising in there. So we have our first advertiser in Vagabond Magazine. It's very small, but this is the first step. You know, from from great things, you got to start very small. The journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. So I am super excited that we have actually paid advertisement in Vagabond Magazine for the first time, and it's just the first of many to come in the future. So I've been talking a lot here, you guys, but let's hear uh, what you guys are thinking and doing. Rihanna. All right. All right. Oh, my gosh. I um, I saw that you minted early, and I opened it first thing, but I had so much work to do that I was like, close the magazine. You have to get to work because there were so many things that I needed to do today. And so, um, yes, I have been able to flip through it a little bit and look at some different articles in the magazine and I am so excited and I just feel like every single time I agree with you that every single time the magazine is just is just superb and I really did enjoy spending time talking with um the person I interviewed ER Donaldson and he is just um he has I am so inspired by him. I am so inspired by everybody I meet. I'm so inspired by Dylan. I'm so inspired by CD. I'm, I, I see EZ in the audience and, and everybody. I'm so inspired all the time. And, and I just feel like that um, Eric gave such great answers and, and we had such great narrative going with him talking about how um, He's a huge believer in the aphorism, aphorism um, we, me, and that the world is changing and that we, we can do it together. And the me that we are individually get to get to come together in a collective sense and build the world that we're wanting. And I know as a writer making this transition and a writer working with all of these other phenomenal writers that I don't feel ever that there's a sense of oh, I'm competing with you and I'm going to outshine you. Or I never feel that. I never feel that. Um, I always feel so welcomed and so included and so um, respected. And that says a lot um, because generally I'm surrounded by um, men lots of the time. And you guys, I can just say I am so honored and um, happy. And I feel such a sense of respect and connection with all of you that I just can't wait for more people to join. I just can't wait for more people to see this space that is being built. And, um, and so, ah, the, the, my, my 
um, piece that I'm wanting to talk about a little bit is um, the Web3 Publishers and Authors list. And so every single time I come across a Web3 Publisher, and I think the last time we spoke, I'd added three new people and now three new publishers and now we're up to 28, 28 entries. And so the way that you can access this um, Web3 Publishers list is through my link tree on my um, Twitter Twitter profile. And so if you jump there and visit there, there's a, there's, if you know of a Web3 Publisher that's not listed, there's a form where you can add them. And then um, if you're wanting to look through, I give a little bit of description. I give their Twitter, Twitter handle um, and then a little bit of description about what they are doing. And that's just there. And that's for the benefit of everybody. That's like a spot you can just go. You can look. You can read. Um, do your own research, of course. Look around. Talk to people. Join their Discord. See what it is that, you, that resonates with you and what you like. Um, and then my roving uh, with Rihanna Twitter spaces, that's Friday at 2 Eastern. Um, it's really a, a Web3 renaissance. Um, it's, it brings forth artists, writers, musicians, video game designers. Um, we had an artist on the last time that was so phenomenal. And being able to talk about and connect um, this is what they're doing in the Web3 space and how can they collaborate with a writer? And then maybe is there a musician that could collaborate and so that we could build these NFTs that are so dynamic and so amazing that it really is something that's that's not just a static um, piece and in no way is a static piece just, but we can build on top of that because the space allows for that. Um, and then, of course, writing like mad and there's so many amazing things going on with, with um, my own personal writing that I'm super excited about. And um, so ah, I can't even get more excited. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna pause and, and stop talking. And, and um, I think I wanna send it back to, to Dylan here because he's got some really important things about PageDAO that we really wanna mention and really wanna highlight and, and build enthusiasm around because we do have a beautiful space here and I can't wait for everybody to be part of it. Oh, thank you, Rihanna. I, I really enjoyed uh, enjoyed yours too. So, so you've got let me, let me let me make sure that I got this right. You have twenty eight different Web three publishing outlets that that are on your uh, yes. Tree. My goodness, yes. <laughs> I mean, and that so, is so many. And so, it's a, <laughs> yeah, it's a document that I that is sort of created. It's like a um, uh, an Excel like spreadsheet kind of thing. And so when you fill out a form, it, it sends it all to this spreadsheet. And all I did was just give a link to the spreadsheet so that people can see it um, and go in and, and, and access it that way. And so it's a single link. You just click on it and it just takes you right to the Web3 Publishers list. Okay. Oh, I think I got the, the author's list. Okay, here's the publisher's list. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and tweet this right quick uh, because this is a ginormous list um so i'm going to tweet that i'll share that right to the here so you can see it uh in just one easy step oh theoretically anyway <laughs> my, my twitter I'm you know the, the amazing part about that is 
you know, when, when you and I first met Dylan, there was, um, I was, I was like in the planning stages of a web three publishing company and you were the only other web three publishing that I came across. So from that point to now, there's 28 that Rihanna has come across. It just blows my mind that, um, that the space has grown that much and that we were that early to something that, you know, I bet next year at this time, there'll be 150 or more. It's so fast. Oh, we, we can't hear you, Dylan. Oh, no. Am I getting rugged? Maybe not. Try again. You're good now. Okay. What about now? Excellent. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I just got that little box that popped up on my phone and it's been lost. So I expect it worked, but apparently better somehow so anyway uh no complaints i'm still uh waiting to be able to share this thing to the the space force anyway um okay so so folks um i i've already put one thing in the yes and i guess that's the thing that we have uh for the moment and basically what it is is a link to our new commonwealth board which is um basically a metamask enabled forum uh, that's used by so many blockchain projects for governance. Um, and the thing that's cool about Commonwealth is you can link it straight up to Snapshot. It authenticates the official page down membership to to you know let you uh, you know have privileges to to speak in um in our governance. Um, and th and then it basically just gives us a place where the thing that we talk about is the governance. And I mean, how cool is that, right? Have you guys uh, had a chance to go check out the the Commonwealth uh, yet? CD, I know you have. Um, how was your experience with that, sir? Yeah, I liked it. I mean, uh, it was my first time getting on Commonwealth, and it seemed really intuitive and and easy to use. I think it's a good governance tool, um, you know. And and it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. I mean, um, in terms of like one of the big challenges of Web three or Web two, for that matter, is actually getting people involved you know, and getting people to like motivate, you know, and that's because the life that we live is so demanding, like people really, you know, we don't see this when we look at their Twitter profile, but people are dealing with all kinds of challenges. And the thing is about living in the life and the system that we live in, we have so many people who are like, have so many demands placed upon them that, that we have no idea about. So that's the challenge right there is to get people, uh, you know, involved to let them know that this is important to them and to what they want to do in the future and to, you know, move it on. That's it. Straight up. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely, uh, it's one of those things, you know, um, and, and I mean, we, we come back to this when we, when we think about web two advertisers, you know, it's like there, there's kind of this mental image that I have of like this room where there's just a million screaming people, you know, and each one's trying to be louder than the last. and you know, it, it turns out to be this uh, kind of cacophonous mess where, you know, everybody's yelling so loud that you actually can't hear anybody, <laughs> you know, and, and it's actually worse uh, than it would be if just one or two people were talking. And and so how, how do we kind of address that? And I, I, I think we may have the beginnings of something that could actually grow into uh, a thing that would be worthy of uh, people's attention here. And, and so let me just go a little bit further into what it is, um, because Commonwealth and Snapshot are just tools. So what Snapshot does is it takes a snapshot of the Ethereum blockchain or the Polygon blockchain, 
um, at the time that you uh, submit a governance proposal. So our, our new governance strategy, which um, we're actually here to discuss today, and I'm going to walk everybody through it right quick and then invite everybody up to the stage so we can all talk about it. And we won't be talking about the whole new white paper um, because <laughs> having drafted a number of these things over the years, I've just found them to be quite unwieldy. And it's very difficult to get to a point where you can have a good conversation with somebody about a white paper. It's way better to have something much smaller, much uh, simpler, much more uh, straightforward that doesn't take as long uh, to understand better. <clears throat> And, and so what we're doing today is we're looking at one principle, which is just the governance process um, that we basically should use to ratify the new white paper, or so I argue in this principle. And so, so what the process is, um, is this three-day ratifications uh, process. And there's 10 different things that we can ratify in a period of 30 days. And so we're starting today, we're going to review for three days, and then starting the, the 1st of December, uh, will be the 72-hour window in which we will vote this uh, governance structure for for, uh, for for not just this project, but you know for like other people that want to come in because uh, interest in the Dow Drop uh, page tokens has kind of tapered off a little bit, and I think that you know just asking each group to come in and do a little bit better job than the group before on Snapshot was fine for a while, uh, but really and truly, people just need more support than that. Um, so the hope is that this is principle one, and this will be the type of principle that we can put up and people can come see it, and then we'll actually be able to govern this way. And then if somebody new wants to come get involved, you know, they have like this kind of easy, simple, uh, you know, process. And and basically there's three steps to the process. Um, so So step one is submit a proposal on Commonwealth with a draft label, just draft in all caps and brackets and discuss that for 72 hours, and then basically submit it to Snapshot afterwards. Um, and, and so there's basically, uh, there's another component that we need to add in later um, once we have, you know, sort of more clarity in terms of what the future page issuance is going to be like and kind of how uh, the DAO is going to continue to unfold itself moving forward. Um, but, but for now, um, the main thought is that there's, uh, there's going to be 10 white paper propositions, and we'll independently validate each one by a DAO vote on Snapshot, and we'll tally that according to the number of page tokens that somebody holds and their membership NFT weight, if there is one. Uh, and, and so moving forward, um, you know, people can get grants this way, but, but for now, we're mainly looking at this as the tool that we can use to organize ourselves um, for the month of December, just to look at this white paper and get widespread agreement and participation from our community for it. Um, so, so that's kind of the, that's the explanation. I'm going to go ahead and invite everybody up to the stage now for, for the second half of the show so that we can, uh, we can get into some discussion here. Um, at some point, if if we need to, we could we could like read this thing, um, but but I I don't know. I, I went ahead and just kind of kind of went through the the high points. Um, Rihanna, CD, if you guys have questions or or thoughts about just kind of like the the overarching structure of using Commonwealth and Snapshot and and kind of doing like a governance sprint this month to kind of get ourselves in the motion. Um, you know, this is probably a great time for that too. 
Yeah, yeah, I can jump in. Um, this sounds amazing, and I'm very excited to be part of it. And I think the more voices that we can have and the more, um, because I, I find that when there's a collective um, intelligence facing an issue or facing um, a, a new avenue, that there's always things that one individual person or two individual people don't necessarily think of. And so the more people who can jump in and say, oh, I think it could look like this, or I think it should look like this, that's really a, a rich um, environment. And then there's also um, people are, are invested in it. And, and so I think, I think that definitely if you have something that you would like to share or that you would like to say, um, please don't hesitate because it's necessary. We, we need you. Yeah, I feel like that's really, really well said. Um, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed to you reading uh, even the introduction and um, maybe the first principle, Dylan, if you wanted to do that. And just to, um, I know, you know, you put a lot of work and hours into this and, and I'm, I'm, uh, I'd like to give you the forum to, to share it. Of course. Um, I, I will say it has been a long time uh, kind of in, in the making. We, we've been uh, just to give everybody just one little more snippet of uh, of kind of the backstory here. The original page token locks expire on January 3rd um, of next year. So so that's coming up. That's a little bit over a month away. Um, and, and so we've kind of put this off as long as we could put it off for. And, and now we just kind of have to dive in whether it's a good time or not. And of course it would probably have been a better time if we could have raised some money and included our, you know, uh, financial partner, whoever it might turn out to eventually be um, in this, you know, we, we kept it open because we wanted, you know, them to be able to have input and feel like they were part of the community and everything. But at, at this point it looks like it's just uh, not going to work out that way. So uh you know, say la vie, and and we may end up, you know, continuing to bootstrap for some time. So, so you know, we'll just have to kind of live with it this way. Hey, Dylan, um, I think it, I think it'd be pretty useful if you broke down what that means that the page token is going to be locked, because I think to most people who either are listening or will be listening, that may not have um, any meaning to them whatsoever. Uh, if you could break it down into like really basic lay terms, that would be really useful. Sure. Well, um, yeah. Okay. So, so for Bitcoin, for example, um, there's a fixed supply of 21 million and they're released when the token is mined. Um, and this involves arbitrarily hard math problems. Um, but it, it doesn't have to be that way. And that, that's the thing that couples Bitcoin to the power supply. Um, so what lots of altcoins do is they set up alternative rules. So instead of doing hard math, um, to, to mine the network. Um, you can set the, the network up to, to mine almost anything. Um, so, so in our case, for example, um, you know, uh, development for the network is one of the things that the network is uh, set up to mine, even though the network doesn't exist yet. You know, the, I mean, I guess you could say it does exist and it's kind of an idea in our minds. Um, but basically the idea is very, very, like at its, at its simplest core, um, that a certain number of page tokens are going to be issued, and that's a finite supply, and that can be priced on a market as a commodity, just like Bitcoin. Um, but how are people getting these things? How, how are people getting their hands on them? And that there are a number of different ways that you can do it for 
for Page, for example. Um, one way is to supply liquidity to the Page token liquidity pool. Um, and this is what's expiring. So we have to figure out something different moving forward. Um, and, and honestly, there have been kind of another, a number of other things that didn't quite go according to plan so far. And, and so one of the things that we need to do during this governance sprint is, is sit down and think through some of these issues that we've run into in the past uh, you know, 18 months or so of uh, working on this project together um, and, and kind of go back to the drawing board and say, OK, like this happened, this didn't happen. You know, and, and here's what we think is going to happen next. So, so this is the appropriate update to our token issuance to allow for, you know, these various different uh, eventualities. But how, how did I do, CD? <laughs> yeah, that was good. Um, that, that, that cleared things up uh, in my mind anyway. But I see Indy is, uh, is here and he's raising his hand. I'd love oh. to hear what he's got to say. Yeah, jump on it. Hi, y'all. Hopefully you can hear me okay. Um, yeah, I, I wanted to, I just wanted to raise one more point. Thanks, Dylan. Um, one of the interesting things with uh, token launches, which we did last August, September, uh, you know, uh, 20, of 2021, um, is we wanted to make sure that it was fair and that uh, we, the core team, as we defined it back then, uh, would be prevented from rugging the community. And so that's where the token lock comes into play. We searched around for a reliable system to place the bulk of the tokens outside of our own access. So literally, we only had access to a small portion of the tokens to use for community rewards, for rewarding the de development uh, people. And we allocated and budgeted specific amounts of tokens for that for until 2023 and it was like man if we had not locked those up and when page was up at you know 40 cents uh it would have looked pretty ugly for the coin um and i think it's uh really a testament to our kind of community oriented foresight that we locked up our tokens and put them ahead and now like dylan said we afforded ourselves the position to be able to, you know, over a year later, to be able to re-ratify what we want to do with our um, liquidity and uh, supply going forward. And I think it's it's really cool. I feel like it all sits together. So you have um, we're in this rapidly expanding ecosystem. We have a proof of concept that's worked we have a valid token that survived crypto winter <laughs> and uh uh these awesome people here in this twitter space so i think it's uh anyway i i'm just i'm really i'm patting ourselves on the back for for not being greedy basically oh man that's fantastic um but but yeah um folks uh what, what robbie is saying is the the what we did was basically to ensure transparency using technology, which is kind of the point, you know, of using blockchains in the first place. And so I just want to really make make sure that everybody who's listening is able to pick up on that because, um, you know, the, the, there is one issue with the way that we did it, which is that we set the total supply of the token at 100 million, but we only minted 10 million. Um, so we've maintained control of the private key to uh, basically access that smart contract. 
And and I, you know, honestly, just uh, straight from the horse's mouth here, I don't think that has helped um, our credibility with investors. You know, I, I think a lot of people see the the lockups at Unicrypt and Tazdis as, um, you know, I mean, I, I don't know if they know that they exist at all. You know, honestly, if you go on Dex tools and you look at the page token, the, the one thing we really get dinged for is still having the ability to mint more tokens. Um, and so on January 3rd, uh, the, if we do our job right here, um, the thing that I hope is true is that one way or another, we are not minting more page tokens. And that could be that we mint 90 million of them and lock them up to issue over the next nine years at a steady linear rate, the way that I wrote in the white paper. Or that could mean that we just don't ever issue any more page tokens. Although I think that might kind of really, that, that could potentially adversely impact the project um, by limiting the amount of liquidity that you know the, the team actually has to work with and that future other teams that, that we bring in uh, would have to work with. So, so that's the reason that people issue tokens in the first place. And, and so if we just do the first 10% of the token, I, I think there are some negative consequences we might end up facing. Um, but, but let me, having kind of, kind of walked through that just a little bit, let, let me bring us back to the governance. Can, can I jump Go in ahead. there for a second? I have, I have a question. Like, um, I know that page exists on Polygon and also on ETH. Is that two separate tokens? Is that two separate supplies of PageDAO or is that all contained within the one supply? And also <laughs> does it exist on other chains as well? It is just one token. Um, so there's one primary contract that lives on Ethereum and ends in, I think, 85DE or 8DE5 or something. And anyway, so, so that contract is the contract that all the other contracts. And let's see. I want to say there's at least 10 or 11 of them at this point. Um, because I, I believe we went to eight different chains over Gravity Bridge, which is its own chain. Uh, into Cosmos IBC territory a few months back. Um, and so, so we're still working with Evmos, Osmosis, Juno, and some of these other app chains to get Page uh, what they call wrapped in, which means that there will be a contract that you know, basically takes that token and takes uh, all the different versions uh, that can result from people bridging between different, uh, different blockchains. And, and it, it, it makes like that one canonical version uh, so, so that they all can interoperate without there being problems. Um, but, but yeah, so, so the primary thing is, is on ETH, and that's the same as the thing that's on Polygon. And then that's the same as the things that are on IBC already and the things that will be on IBC eventually. So the total supply is just the total supply, 100 million ever potential. Um, exactly. And that includes all the different chains. Okay, thanks. I appreciate you clarifying that. Hey, absolutely. No trouble. And, and I believe, uh, I, I want to say 55,003 have been burned uh, because when we did the original Dow drop, uh, we sent 50,000 to VR graffiti battles and there, there was a problem and they were just lost. Um, they were sent to a multi-sig that wasn't set up for that network or something. And then I, I think people have tipped uh, the bot in Discord and <laughs> done some things like that to, uh, to, to burn a few more. Um, but we've got most of the initial supply, and there hasn't been a burn mechanic at this point that's been uh, has been enabled. Uh, so, so, so the goal um, when we set up the issuance is is to kind of steadily float more uh, tokens into the community in a, in a way that incentivizes good behavior, 
um, by the community members, you know, like working together to build stuff. And, and basically, uh, we, we don't want to overwhelm that because that'll drop the price. And we don't necessarily want to, you know, you know, make it really unpredictable or really random because that, that just makes it harder for everyone to use. You know, we want this thing to be as steady, as simple, as basic, you know, and, and therefore as useful as possible. Got it. Um, okay, so go ahead, carry on. We're, we're down to we're at eleven forty three right now, so I guess we should use this time uh, to the best of our ability. Sure, sure. Um, uh, and and just to to get us back uh, to to the the governance concept, um, you know, all all we want to do for this um, particular proposal, uh, which you can look at on the Nest. I, I went ahead and sent the uh, the Rihanna's uh, spreadsheet, but you can go to the left and and you can look at the other. Uh, the other thing and that'll bring up this google doc or it'll bring up our commonwealth where you can comment and then you can get from there to the google doc if you so desire um, but basically the idea is that in order to kind of kind of put this whole white paper into place that will have this you know it'll have a coherent vision not only of the page token but also of the mentors of uh what we know of the the blockchain and um you know everything that the page out does pretty much um so so we're we're our our goal is to set up a process in this proposal that can work for the next handful of proposals and uh you know maybe even linger on afterwards um so just to read a quick quote uh here the proposed robust community governance strategy emphasizes participation both over time and in terms of assets procured and possessed by DAO members. The process is simple. Atomic units, i.e. the smallest possible ones, are to be ratified individually. For the purposes of the white paper here, this will be rather labor-intensive, but it represents the best way to inform the community of the updates being pushed to PageDAO. Commonwealth and Snapshot will be used to discuss and then ratify legislation by vote. PageDAO members will be required to participate if they wish to receive staking rewards once that technology is implemented, only stake tokens will be considered as voting power. And, and so this gets a little bit into a mechanism that should not be too far out of reach, um, especially once FMOS, prop, or F, FMOS version 10 um, has passed and we have access to the page token on the FMOS blockchain, um, because I believe that we will be able to grab the token once it's in that location with a Cosmwasm contract that gives us access to something like a bank module that can securely hold all the tokens and issue them to uh, people's wallets on the arbitrary basis of rules that we choose. Um, and so, so my proposal here um, is that we do governance in you know the, the way that we have been, more or less, um, but we do it more for a month so that we can get through the white paper and everybody will know it's in the white paper. And you know we'll really just uh, hopefully not beat a dead horse but but hopefully flog a live horse to victory, you know, and uh, and I guess the idea here is, is to kind of also introduce this idea that we need to um, start thinking about the mechanism that we're going to set up such that you as a page member can take the page tokens that you've earned by participating and, and take those and participate in governance to earn a return on your investment of, uh, you know, time or energy or whatever you did to get those page tokens, uh, you can get some more page tokens just by doing 
uh, the right thing by the network and, and staking those basically. I, I, I know I'm probably the only real hardcore like IBC maxi in here. Um, so, so staking has to be at least a little bit convoluted to, to somebody. Um, but maybe I did such a good job explaining that, that, that actually everybody sees it clearly now. Um, what do you guys think? Do y'all have any questions about staking? Dude, there was like stunned silence in the room. I could tell it was like stunned emoji silence. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you were done. <laughs> no, I actually, it's, um, it's a really interesting feature if you look at the evolution of um, on-chain governance and execution. It's like built into the ethos on the Cosmos chains. And, you know, we floated around a couple of documents in our PageDAO server. It's amazing that so much time is spent looking at uh, our democratic processes. And why is it important? I think that's like the, the number one piece that's missing. Uh, from this discussion, mostly because our value, I think, in many ways comes from our ability to incentivize good behavior, both in how the organization, the DAO is run, but also in how we decide what uh, solutions we build, uh, where we expend our resources, especially in a limited resource world. Um, it could even extend into things like curation and uh, branching out of areas of concern. So we have specialists who are really good at X, Y, Z, and then that becomes manageable um, in a decentralized way. It's it's so what you're doing, Dylan. I really just again, I think I think it gets lost in the kind of weeds of the language, but basically making it easier to kind of um, kickstart the governance process is like the engine that keeps the entire DAO running and healthy um, with engagement on that level. So it's a really cool thing. Hey, I totally agree. I've, I've been watching a lot of really interesting stuff happen. Um, just on Twitter over the last few days, there, there, there's been a lot of tweet activity about the Evmos uh, community pool. And, and yeah, I don't know if anybody's been following, but we've talked to everybody um, in the cosmos about things like grants. Um, and and no, nothing has really quite gone our way so far because mostly folks want to build dev tools over there. You know, and, and there is um, a, a lot of really good reasons. You know, there, there's a lot of things that could be, that, that could benefit the community by being built that way and stuff. Um, but, but at the same time, you know, one of the arguments that I personally put forth was, you know, hey, like maybe we should start thinking about scaling, you know, go after users and stuff. Um, and and then I also made kind of a, a bad joke about a black hole being what the govern, governance uh, or the, uh, excuse me, the community pool was. And and so with respect to Paige, um, I guess one, one of the things that, that you're maybe picking up on there, Indy, is, is that, that I'm, I'm trying to set this up to where we can achieve um, at least a, a moderate bias um, toward action, you know, and, and so, so we don't see this as like a, a bank of, uh, you know, tokens that like, you know, we have to defend from people that want to come take them away from us. You know, it, it's, it's more about um, setting them up so that there's kind of like this, uh, this bias toward action by the people who receive the tokens um, to, to come in and, and, you know, either build something or, you know, recruit someone or, you know, uh, write something great, 
um, wh- whatever the case may be. Um, and, and, you know, to use governance as this versatile uh, distribution mechanism uh, that, that's, you know, uh, capable of kind of kind of helping that happen on, on this like sort of uh, highly creative, um, generally less technical sort of level where we operate here at the page down. Oh, welcome, uh, Meta Builders. I'm going to invite you guys up to speak. Easy. Uh, let's see. And Mindful Living YouTube. All right. Rihanna, it's been a little while. How, how are you doing over there? Did we lose you in the weeds? No. Well, maybe. Um, <clears throat> and so I, I always, because I'm a lawyer in my real life, I'm always, people say, well, what do you do? And I'm like, well, I take complicated things and I turn it into something that is um, in regular kind of speaking plain English so that, you know, all of the humans listening to it can understand it. And so, but the the key with that is, first of all, I have to understand it. And so I've been taking lots of notes and trying to figure out how all of this is working. And what I'm hearing is that, one, you're wanting people to jump in and give their opinion on what it is that's going forward. Two, um, we're wanting to figure out what we're doing with the page token going forward, whether it's going to be, you kept saying, if we don't, if we don't um, mint more page tokens, that there could be a downside to that. And so that's, that's my question is, is there, is there a downside? Well, what is the downside and can we avoid the downside? And is there an ability to then mint all of the tokens? And would there be a downside to doing that? And so I'm just, I'm just, tr- I'm trying to wrap my head around this and and trying to understand um, what what is the best thing to do, and what is the appropriate um, avenue to get there. And so, so that I can jump in and help, but I don't know which. I don't know which way the wind is blowing, I guess. So, and I see that Meta Builders has their hand up. So I'm going to pause for a minute and then you guys jump in. Um, yeah, actually, uh, hang on just a sec. Um, I, I'm assuming that's probably Mike over there. And and I do just want to reiterate for him because he wasn't here when I said this earlier um, about sort of the way I see the choice here. Um, because we did... Um, mint the token last July 28th and we minted 10 million and we said that our total supply was going to be 100 million and that we would come up with a plan and mint more and for that reason we retained the private key to the page token contract Um, now the page token is not an equity it doesn't represent ownership in anything Um, it is basically a commodity that functions as a sort of money um, in a very very limited sense of the way or in a very limited sense of the word, and and not very effectively at that at the present moment, um, and and so basically it's a social token that we've added some other features onto, and one of the things that has come to my attention over the past eighteen months or so is that since we have not burned the the ability to mint more page tokens, um, there are people out there that do not trust us and just won't until we do renounce the right to mint those additional page tokens. And so so our discussion here is, first off, whether we want to mint the additional page tokens, and this is the thing I think Mike is going to want to weigh in on. And, and second of all, you know, if we do, 
Um, what should we do with them? And, and so the thought initially in the white paper that, that's already been drafted is that what we should do is we should go ahead and mint them all. We should lock them so, so that people understand that, you know, it's not like in some investor's wallet, it's in the Unicrypt wallet. Anybody who has access to Ethereum can go look and see where those tokens are. And periodically, we'll just have to move them uh, to, to places or otherwise we'll be able to figure out how to use the bank module to do this for us on Evmos. Um, and that's the more appealing option. But the question is, can we get there technically? And in the, in the past, there have been things that we wanted to do, but we just couldn't get there. And so we ended up not doing them, even though we very much wanted to. Um, and, and so when we structure this, um, there, there are a number of different um, components that, that go into the tokenomics. And one of those is, for example, rewards to people who come and provide liquidity against the page token so that we can continue to use it as money, right? Um, the fee on Uniswap for providing liquidity is 0.3%. So that's not very high. So what we're doing right now is we're supplementing that by saying, okay, if you have your ETH and you lock it against page, you can lock it in there and you'll get page tokens paid out to you over time. We also want to do that for governance. And there's some other things that we want to do that for as well. Um, so, so the mint is our power, right? It's our ability um, to incentivize users to behave in that way moving forward. And, and so if we decided not to mint more page tokens, I'm not sure how we would accomplish that goal, right? So, so that's the big question that I have. Um, and for that reason, like personally, like my bias is very much to go ahead and just do the thing we said we we're going to do, do it the way we said we were going to do it, you know, and, and just have it linear inflation. Uh, I mean, it's simple. It's easy to understand. I think it'll work effectively. But, you know, I mean, who knows? <laughs> A meteor could strike the earth in, you know, two years and maybe we'd never get to the last seven. Right. But. <laughs> Let's hope not. Hey, right? I think I got I got rugged for a bit of that conversation, but I do see that MetaBuilders has their hand up for a while. Um, yeah, yeah, I was I was just finishing up the point, but I'm done now. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, I, I was just uh, more or less going to comment on what uh, Brianna was saying about the uh, Riona. I apologize if I sound said that wrong. Um, about reasons to or reasons to not, because I mean, obviously, I don't have all the answers. But I do see an issue with, you know, sell pressure. If you don't mint now and people start accumulating and like my person like myself, I know the math. You add, you know, nine times the amount of tokens that are there now. And, you know, you have one tenth or one ninth of the value that you had before they minted the tokens. So as long as they're not in the, circulating supply and you are you have a plan for the tokens um then it, it shouldn't create so much sell pressure in the beginning you know prior to minting them because if you've ever been involved in like a stock split or whatever when they split the value of each one of your tokens go down however much they split so if they split by four you, you have a quarter of the value per token and if we're not going to be receiving that same percentage of token then the we will suffer, you know, for that value loss on the short term. But I'd rather suffer now when we're at the lowest of lows. 
I would rather watch my $2,000 worth of page be cut in one, you know, a 10th on the short term when we're down at these numbers than to watch a hundred thousand dollars worth of my page tokens get cut into a 10th. You know what I mean? Yeah. That dilution is a total killer. And, and just for the record, just, uh, uh, what's in the white paper right now, folks, will not dilute anybody right off the bat at all, right? So, so it's saying 90 million over nine years issued through the bank module and only for, you know, staking, providing liquidity or doing work for the Dow pretty much. So, so that's kind of like the way I'm looking at it. And, and I think that your dilution point is like really, really clear. I, I need to use that next time I explain this. Yeah, it's all percentages, bro. You- 10x the supply, you have one tenth the value. But yeah, because I mean, one one way or another, we plan to, you know, if I don't scare away everyone on the MetaBuilders team before we get there, uh, we plan to pick up. Like this was a nice test run. Like you imagine opening a restaurant. We just figured out the menu. We just had our first order. You know, our first full house and and we the restaurant so now we have to figure out you know what's the next step what are we going to do and how are we going to provide stability for all of these tokens and everything so that when we do move forward with this mass adoption phase or whatever we end up doing next that creates the attention we want to make sure that none of these things all these previous investors that are holding on to their butts being like what are they going to do with the page token what are, what's metabell is going to do with the year funds like when it, you know it's like once we figure that shit out Anyways, I kind of got lost track of thought, but you get what I'm saying. Yes, indeed. Um, unfortunately, this is an hour-long show, though, and it is like 4.01, so, so I apologize for being just a little bit rambly there. I, and, and honestly, uh, CD, what would you say if we just, uh, Rihanna, uh, could we stick it out another two, three minutes and just kind of finish hashing this? Or? Yeah, go for it. That's, I, I, think, I think everybody that's here is here, so uh, we might as well go ahead. Yeah, because we've got momentum going. I say let's talk until we can't anymore. All right. <laughs> well, I, I absolutely here, love that. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, so I guess let's open it up for just a second, and then, uh, you know, uh, kind of get any other questions that folks have or, or things that need to be clarified. Um. And then I do want to bring it back to the governance principle just one more time, and just just make sure everybody knows exactly how to get involved on that front too. Go for it, Robbie. Hi, thank you everybody for the thing. I'll be short. Um, it. I don't know if we'll come up with a solution today for what to do with the token, like in the next two minutes, but part of my instinct says, uh, you know, what happens if you leave the supply as is, burn the rest? Um, what's extant is extant. If you can't do it with 10 million, you probably can't do it with 90. Um, that's my gut having suffered stock splits on early startups, um, <laughs> to Meta Builder's point. Um, and second of all, uh, I'm just really excited for the space, the, the tightness and the, and the feeling of momentum and forward movement. And I just want to celebrate that a little bit. And I'll shut up now and let mindful uh, living talk. Hey, uh, thanks for giving me a sec on the stage. Just as a heads up, it's Des from the Discord. What up, Des? (laughs) It's been a while. Um, Definitely keeping an eye on the project, though. So 
that's uh, it's a bonus. Kind of to weigh in and something on a curiosity perspective from my side as somebody looking at investing, somebody that wants to put money into it, but has a really hard time grappling with the return on investment, I suppose. Um, while I do see a lot of potential in the project, particularly for individuals, and again, I've used it, so it's been great, and I'm forever grateful for the page project. This is, it's amazing, and I want to push it and have been getting the name out wherever possible. Um, I am finding that there are other people in the same boat that I am that are are interested but the way that nfts and the crypto market in particular is headed at the moment a lot of people that i talk to are looking for projects that have pretty solid numbers um even if not um proven numbers i suppose where you know we're gonna print a thousand copies, we're going to sell 500 and we're going to profit $500. So there's a 30% ROI on whatever is minted. And then a percentage of that goes back to the Dow. Stuff like that is really important uh, for people like me to see. Um, and at a glance, I suppose, maybe I'm just not looking in the right places. I know there's been a few documents that were forwarded my way and I've read each one of them and got some very valuable information. But it is that at a glance thing, because when somebody's only got five minutes to take a look, um, they they only have five minutes. They're only going to get through maybe a paragraph and a half. Um, so that that's kind of my way in on this and what to do with the tokens. I think from my perspective, I don't really know if it matters because there is enough value here i do see that it needs to be articulated that anybody that comes in and buys up those tokens or uses them or has some kind of utility is going to have an roi and that can be articulated in like a paragraph that, that roi could be articulated in a paragraph yeah yeah i i suppose for an individual that's coming in that would like to support financially and or in other ways how what are they going to get back and, and i know it's an awful way to think about it and i know the project isn't 100 percent about that but i also know that people like me are very interested in that and yeah in general yeah like i've really done a, a hell of a lot over the last year or so to uh try to discourage people from thinking of it that way because they're they're thinking of it that way because they're used to securities but Page is not a security. It is Chuck E. Cheese money, and it works in the Page Chuck E. Cheese store, you know. And and so, so what can you do with it? You know, what arcade games can you play with it? You know, that that's the way that I've I've really tried to position it, and the way I've tried to think of it myself. Um, you know, and and I want people to be able to do things like trade it for the NFT books, or to, uh, you know, to to maybe pay fees somewhere. You know, maybe oh. um maybe on the Page Network blockchain at some point. You know, people will need to, you know, go and buy a little bit of Page so that they can mint their book at some point without having to buy the membership NFT or something like that. I um, might and, have a correlation we, there. Yeah, go ahead. Um, a, from a system that uh, I was involved with 
quite a while back that it was very much like that. It was very much the benefit tokens, but there's always a black market for it, like for better or for worse. So whether or not somebody gets into it, knowing that it's the benefit token and that that is the primary use of it, they're going to try to find a way to turn around and make something from that. And if that can be articulated, what that tangible value is, it may help. Again, like I'm thinking in particular, the black market for video games, I used to play EVE Online quite often. You're not supposed to sell Plex, which is their monthly subscription token, but people do anyway. And the most successful players, the most successful people in the ecosystem understood that and understood that there's that gray area that if they wanted to be successful and if they wanted to progress their organization, whatever they happen to be, they were going to use that. So you kind of got to be cognizant of the bright side of humanity that'll use it as intended and the darker side of humanity that's going to try to find a way to use it and usually they're the ones with the money hate to say it word thank thank, thank you go ahead robbie i this is a really interesting point and i'll be brief i know we're way way over time um one of the things that we've noticed is that in application and ecosystem-based projects like PageDAO, uh, it's not just one factor or another. So it's not just the arcade games and the way the tokens work in the arcade, and it's not just the straight-up speculative uh, tokenomics on the other side. Uh, uh, The gray area is finding ways to link incentives that participate outside and through the systems. So in in some of our ideations, and we have Figma boards out the wazoo, looking at ways that like page tokens become uh, articles of expressing your faith in a project. So a a writer is working on an an initiative, people who contribute their page tokens to that it become, they get rewarded by expressing that faith. And so that's, it's still speculative, but it's more gamified, but, and it's also linked to real world rewards. So that that book sells out and, you know, blows up the whole market. I might even have a job just looking at new books that are coming out. And by throwing my little page at them, I could get huge rewards downstream. And so I feel like, um, you know, identifying bad actors is another potential way. There's just a whole host recruiting. Um, we've experimented over the last year with people writing articles and using D work, and all of those things kind of have to work together. So, like, literally, we're inventing a real insane roller coaster ride, and not just a roller coaster ride, the whole amusement park, and not just the whole amusement park, the planet the amusement park works on. Um, and we're doing that through governance. <laughs> so it's about as exciting as it gets because um, if iterative design and robust discussion around the design isn't baked in, and again, this goes back to our earlier point, it is not about finding the right solution because to be quite frank, I'm a pessimist and I don't think it exists. I think it's about finding the right workflow 
um, as we co-work together. So uh, we can probably sail the ship and get it where it needs to go, despite you know circumstances and the sea and the weather and the crypto winter and bad actors and so forth. All right. Yeah, I just wanted to piggyback on that. Uh, we we have a structure to where it would make sense as long as we're accumulating, let's say a hundred, like I set up on another website just as a practice run, selling articles for $159 that have uh, the ability to be posted in our email network of subscribers to like 6,000 plus people. It just adds a little bit more utility to the, the article creation. And if we can create, like once the clients start rolling in, you sell an article for 159 bucks, you immediately accumulate $100 worth of page token. And then you use the remainder for, you know, whatever commissions or, or whatnot. And then it, you know, pay out a percentage of that money in page to the writers and then put the rest in a vault, you know, that never is sold and only used for page uh, type, you know, paged out type endeavors. So now you're, you're only, that sell pressure is only a percentage, like 10% of what was accumulated. So you'll still have that 10% slippage, but the accumulation of meta builders through the packages will be tenfold what we're actually uh, creating a sell pressure. And that, that scaled itself would be enough, in my opinion. That's fascinating. Um, I am so grateful to all of you for your, for your time and your input. And this is my first time being on with some of you here, but uh, as, a, as a longtime contributor to the project, it's a, it's a delight to, to share, share space with all of you. Yeah, it's a it's delight to be here, Robbie. Nice to meet you. Yeah, in fact, I'm happy that all of y'all came. This has been a lovely space, and I'm so glad that we got to do it. And, and I just I feel so energized about this governance push, you know. I really do think this is important and I really do want to hear absolutely everything everybody thinks, <laughs> um, you know, and maybe that's not practical, but, but at the same time, you know, having heard that from me, if, if you have a thought and you, you think, fuck it, I want to go write that down in that white paper, then, then, you know, you go do it because I believe in you and I value the things that you have to say. And, and I, want, I want to hear as many thoughts as I possibly can from absolutely as many people as I can. Yeah, I just want to say that um, I've been pretty quiet listening to all this because you guys all know a lot more about this than I do. And I've really um, I've really enjoyed what I've heard. And, and it's helped me to understand a lot about what's going on. Uh, Des and Mike, uh, Robbie, so glad that you guys jumped in and brought your experience and your knowledge uh, to this space. Um, it's really helped me a lot. And I think anybody else who listens to this space or has listened to it is going to feel the same way. Yeah, I just want to jump in also and say the same thing for Mike and Robbie. It's so great to actually meet you guys um, and not just see the the names flitting by me. Um, and so I'm as excited as I was before. I'm more excited now because it, I really feel like that there are answerable issues before us, and that that it's not that it's not an an issue that can't have an answer. It just is, is, um, everything's a risk and, and none of us are clairvoyant, darn it. And we can't ever see the future, but it would be, it's, it's nice to be able to, to pick up something and turn it around and look at it and say, Oh, well, I think this might be the best route. Um, and, and sometimes, um, 
not making a decision is um, paralyzing. And so if we can get to the point where we feel like, oh, yes, we feel like that this is the best way to go. Well, let's just do it. Let's just do it. Um, and let's just see what we can come up with. And and I'm going to spend um, the next little bit going through all the white paper and the different Commonwealth pieces and seeing seeing, you know, what I can what I can add or what thoughts I've got or or what we can do. And so I'm so excited to be doing this with, with all of you. And I'm so happy to meet you. And I cannot wait. I cannot wait. This is going to be phenomenal. Super exciting. Yeah. Great energy, everybody. Well, um, do we, do we have anything else to, to jump into on this space or is it uh time to say peace, love, and uh, whatever that other word was. Chicken wings. <laughs> peace and love everybody peace and love peace, peace. love and chicken wings, wings. <laughs> thanks for checking out another episode of the ether that was the page dow show hosted by epic dylan riona morgan and cd vagabond recorded on monday november 28th 2022 for terraspaces.org i'm finn thanks for listening and if you want to keep listening, head on over to terraspaces.org slash donate and show some support there. Now with Spark IBC enabled. Put your hands up like you got a couple questions. Ain't no misdirection, just a bunch of flexing. All aggressive, insane from all directions. Smoke blows in when I start a session. Blink canvas, blaze up the handlers. Rocking back and forth like I got the van stuck. Don't grind the clutch, mind your hush. Put your mask on and don't touch the antlers. Feeling untouchable when I'm on the verse. But in the universe, I'm just writing some words. Enticing these nerds while I'm laying out my memoirs. Like, remember when I had to fight the centaur? I'm a book nerd, let me take you on the journey Lost in the labyrinth, searching out the lost fern For certain, got the taxes included Acting like a writer, never felt secluded Another fixed game of try my luck Oh, lighten up, dog. It could always be worse Unless you're in the back of a hearse Then you're dead or putting in new speakers It's a toss-up, driver or just tweakers Don't stress, yo, I've done the research Living life like a bunch of fucking lemurs It's a remake, off the cutting floor We take a little bit of poison and put it in the cheesecake Tastes great, less filling Less stress, more killing As he blew the cornerstone out the building And the box came tumbling down all humble Feels like we're drowning in a little puddle Rebuttal, I should be taking off in the shuttle Getting high in space with the Hubble
Two Spaces.